Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. When has he elevated the play of anybody else? When has he made somebody else better? He hasn't made anybody else better along the way. And it's not even that he hasn't had to. It's there have been opportunities to do it. He just hasn't. Who's it on about there? I put my headphones on late. I don't know. You have any guesses by what he was saying? I think that was our program director talking about Casey. <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't hear the first part of it. So I don't even know where he's going with it. Does he need somebody to who, who has he made better was the question. Dak Prescott. Oh, Dak Prescott. Interesting. I'm trying to literally make football topics when they're nothing, and all you could do was put on your headphones. Couldn't get you to do it, huh? Couldn't do it. We're talking. We're talking Mm -hmm. shop, man. We talk a lot of shop inside the commercial breaks. We're just trying to make topics on the fly. Do you think if we just opened up, like, the mics on the commercial breaks, it would be an entertaining conversation? It would be entertaining to me. I'm not sure about uh, other people, but, you know, we could try. (laughs) We could try that. Um, we're, We're starving for football topics. Is that it? How about the fact that Tariq Hill got death threats for what he said about Pat Mahomes? What is the thing now? It's so in vogue to threaten somebody's life now. Everybody gets a death threat. Well, it's just so easy. It's so anonymous, too, right? Like on any social platform with your silly egg-shaped profile. Yeah, like, I mean, what, like, what does that mean? A death threat? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I know what it means, right? No, but I mean, I, I, I get I'm what you're saying. saying like, like, in today's what, age, like, what does it really mean if it's just like, oh, I'm going to kill you? Maybe not. But, like, what happens if they start threatening uh, members of your family by name? Yeah, That's yeah. a bit scary, you know? Yeah. Uh, listen, I, and by the way, I think all should be taken serious in today's day and age. Sure. And probably any day and age, quite frankly. But I don't know what it means. Like, when Tyreek Hill says that, I don't know if, like, that means there were three different ones. There were five. There was this one person. There was, he said plural. And so death threats. I, uh, he said on every social media account he owns, he got death threats. Where do you think the most, uh, uh, I would say, for lack of a better term, rabid fans live? Twitter. Easy. No, no, not uh, oh, social sport. media, I was going to say. What city? No, no, like just in sport. Like, what's if you break it up by sport? I'd have to go football. It's got to be football. I mean, baseball's got traditionalists, right? But I find it hard to believe that they're going out, you know, breaking windows over the DH and the NL. At basketball, like, people have takes, but you, you're not really you're not really getting a ravenous fan out of basketball. But football, man. See some of those fights on uh, TMZ or World Star Hip Hop after some of these football games, some uh, cell phone video. It gets brutal out there. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I started to think of, like, the was it the Dodgers and the Giants? Remember mm-hmm. they had that yeah. uh, death in the parking lot? scuffle, yeah. I've been to, again, I, I think I've commented on this before, I've been to the Yankees-Red Sox, like, in the playoffs. Yeah, brutal. It's intense. Yeah. You know, like, there might not be arguing about AL, NL, DH, Met, but they're Mets, arguing about other stuff. Yeah, Mets-Phillies, too. I mean, it gets nasty. I think that's more of a city versus city thing, though, for me. And, and so, I think... Um, I, I feel like football would be the most violent, I shouldn't most violent, but most like rabid to do things like this, like what we're talking about Tyreek Hill. But I almost think it's like college football. Just to confirm, we're doing this in a USA view, right? Because it's without a doubt soccer, internationally. Sure, internationally. But we're going to pretend that doesn't exist, though. Yes. Cool. Yeah, right. who, Very good. who cares about um, <laughs> Other than the, uh, uh. the beach tournament that we're going to enter. And when? In, on July 23rd. We do care about that. <laughs> well, Casey, 
Like, I understand what you're saying. I think you're probably correct. Uh, probably there's no doubt you're correct because it's so global and probably impacts more people. Again, we talk about football like it like football it matters. impacts out of all the sports. It actually probably impacts the least amount of people. Sure, it's least global, yeah. Right? So, um, and I'm not even sure that's a true statement, but you get my idea. Out of the major sports? I mean, maybe hockey is less global. I mean, they got Canada and Europe. No, I would call football the least global, no? Hockey's definitely not right because they have Russia. And yeah, they, they got Finland. all Europe. Oh, yeah. yeah. And baseball is in Asia and, and, and all over North America and South America. Like, I definitely think it's football. Yeah, Out of the major it, sports? It probably is. Uh, but, like, are there, when you say, like, when I think rabbit, I am thinking a little violence here. I can't not say that. I'm trying not to say that as much. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to be violent to be, like, this crazy rabbit fan. But to the point of death threats, to the point of, holy Look cow. Up what happened. It, I'm not talking about just, like, being drunk either. Well, like I'm breaking a TV on a fumble or an interception or something is pretty rabid. Yeah, and like just violence breaks out at games. Is that, does that happen quite a bit at soccer? Yeah, look what happened when England lost to Euros. See what happened to Sancho and yeah, uh, Saka. Yeah, I know. We've seen some real big messes on the soccer pitch. I mean, really bad ones. So I, I guess you would probably you would definitely be right. Uh, and the crazy thing about football in our world, I think it, it is the fact that it's less global. I know it's trying to get more global. And I always think about, like, America's pastime in baseball, and you go way back, like, this, there's always this cliche of if you're in the 40s and 50s from baseball to horse racing to boxing as being the, the big sports, yeah, right? And it's just like, it's not America's pastime, but it's now America's present is football. Yeah. And it's, it's only America's. And I do think there's a part of that. Like, we talk about this quite a bit. Like, part of the reason we don't embrace soccer to the point everybody else does is because it's not ours. We're selfish as a society. We own football. We, we dominate football. Like, football is ours. Everybody else is going to copy it, and that's okay. Grow it globally, but remember it was ours. We don't get to do that with soccer. And so... I don't think we attach ourselves to soccer. It's grown. certainly has. It will grow. It will continue to grow. Maybe there's a next generation that gets past that part of it. Mm. But I think it's part of the reason why it hasn't grown to the degree others have is because we don't own it, and it's not big enough right here on this soil. And, sure, we appreciate some of the stories and respect some of the stories, but if it ain't ours... Not we interested. As, we don't, we're not as interested. I think it's a good point. Do you think football is growing as slowly in Europe as soccer has grown here? Oh, that's a good call. Uh, because there's been, like, renewed vigor over the last five to ten years to really grow European football after they shut down NFL Europe. Yeah. Listen, we're just talking about some of this stuff uh, in the last couple of days because, obviously, the reach of the London. There, but there are other people that want to be able to promote the game and their teams in the NFL in other parts of the world. Oh, like Mexico like, City and they uh, have, Germany. They have, yeah. Right, Chris, uh, I don't know if it's exclusive would be the word, but they have rights now in other parts, like Germany and other parts uh, of the world, even if they're not playing a game, to have um, to be able to promote. Like, that is a thing now in the NFL. And, you know, Shad Khan said this years ago, and I agree with him. I, I see where he's come from, that it's a saturated sport in America. Football. Yeah. Like, it's great to be big, but you can't get it much bigger. Yeah. Like, what's the Super Bowl going to do? Like, what's the next level of ratings? Like, where... I mean, even people that thought it was dying because of the anthem. It's come all the way back and then some... But where is then some, mm. right? I, it, we get 25 ratings for bad Jags teams 
or we get 18 ratings on a Thursday night on the TV side or a 14 rating for Green Bay and Seattle on a Thursday night or a Sunday night game. Like, that is a big number in TV. Like, that is huge. That, that we all know this, and, and I know I'm speaking to people that are pretty savvy on this. You know that if you look up the top ten TV programs in the fall, every eight or nine of them, if not ten if of not them, all are ten all of them. NFL games. Yeah. And so when you have that, where do you go? Like, you can't – you can arguably, – arguably you can get bigger. You can say, okay, like in Jacksonville, we can get bigger because the Jazz haven't been good. If the Jags are good, we get like 32 ratings and 35 ratings. And then there's playoff runs of 40 and 45. So there's growth. But as a country, the NFL is already the top 10 shows every week in the fall. Like, where else are you going? Like, I think there's a peak. We talk about this with the Super Bowl sometimes. It's like, hey, only uh, uh, this billion people watched it this year. Well, there's there's a cer- certain threshold where you are paying X amount of dollars for advertising and whether they lost 100 million viewers or gained 100 million, that threshold probably didn't change. Yeah, you're still hitting <laughs> You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, to that point, and Shad Khan brought this up, but this was years ago, and I remember him saying it's always stayed with me, that it's a saturated sport in the United States. And it doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's going away. It's not necessarily a negative thing. But when you look at room for growth and every business wants to grow, yeah. even if they're rolling in it, well... You have to go elsewhere. So I think you make an interesting point in the ratings because you're right. You're not going to eclipse 110, 115, 120 million people watching a television program as we keep going forward into the future and getting away from traditional television broadcasts. But I do think they're starting to pivot the conversation from ratings to money. And it's not just about how much the league makes, but how much these teams are worth. We just saw the Broncos sale go down for, it was what was it, like $4.5 billion dollars. A couple of years ago, that team wasn't worth a billion dollars, yeah, according yeah. to Forbes. So now you've got these individual teams, whether they're in large markets like Denver or smaller markets like ours, media market, if you look at the media market size, that are worth billions. And you're like, this is still growing. This is still growth. And I think that's going to continue, especially with the new deals the NFL is trying to shape between Amazon Prime and Apple for their their uh, their their Sunday ticket deal that they're trying to get team by team a la carte stuff. You're going to see that explode even more. And I think that is their path to growth with this league because I don't think it's a global thing. I think they're trying. Yeah, they're I think trying. they're pouring a ton of money into marketing. I think they're spending a lot of time trying to grow that brand outside of the country. But I think you're right. I think in the same way that we don't feel the same ownership over soccer that we feel over baseball, basketball, football, and others, I think Europeans feel this, uh, similar in that respect to football. Yeah, that's American a really good football. call. And, and by the way, I think that's an interesting note. You're right. There's growth within growth. I don't know how it would be measured. I don't know what the league says. Like, I don't know what metric they look at the most. But you're calling the Denver Broncos is a really interesting. As a $4.5 billion franchise. I mean, we all say that Shad Khan, who bought the team for, like, uh, like a check for $770 million, like, in cash. Yeah. It's it, – we know the record. He's won, like, 40-something games in his tenure, and they're worth, like, $2.4 billion or something and like that. Up. And it's going – and, by the way, now more because Denver just sold for four and a half. And, right? and you've got these ancillary things, too. You've got, like, uh, the shipyards project or not even that. you got the athletic complex and all the stuff that they're tying into the stadium and the Jaguars to add value to the franchise. A lot of these teams are doing similar stuff. So I don't know if it matters. I've had this conversation before about, like, a sport like NASCAR. NASCAR reached its peak. 
I think would have been like the early 2000s. I would say that. And it was growing, it's growing, it's growing, it's reached its peak. Well, it changed. I mean, some of the, the dynamics changed. The, the sport is more expensive to run. Uh, it's not as popular. The, the Some of the biggest names out, left. Uh, some of the huge names left. Reach out and touch the star player. Yep doesn't exist a store driver it exists but not to the degree it did that opened the door for so many fans to come in and so i but i also say just because you're not as big as you used to be doesn't mean that you're dead i agree right and i think there's in our society today where everything's either this or that people think oh nascar's ratings are down they're screwed <laughs> like no. that's not the case like i think they're doing fine it's like major league baseball I live in a baseball world where I see a lot of kids playing baseball. They told me nobody was playing baseball anymore. Well, every Baseball's field I definitely. go to, of course, down in this area, but even a lot of areas, and we see it across the country, whether it's travel ball or high school ball or other things, a lot of kids playing ball. It's I definitely mean, making a comeback. And, and so is it? Uh, that's a good I question. because so, like, there's a ton of personalities now in baseball. And you know what? Baseball players have forever been the goofy athlete relative to, like, football or basketball, always playing pranks on each other and having a fun time on the field. But... When you talk about the game and the damage it did to itself between the strike and the steroid scandal and all this other nonsense, the fact that you have so many vibrant personalities in the game doing amazing things, so many amazing players doing amazing things, like Casey's favorite player of all time, uh, I think it's just more and more reason why people are flocking back to the sport. If I ask you guys this question, which I just asked on social media, football is not the answer here, okay? I'm going to tell you that for a fact. It's not. Okay. Which sport has the biggest growth possibilities and i know a lot of people are going to say soccer i'm not sure i would agree with you because we've tested this model out in soccer now for 15 years and it hasn't clicked yet yeah it really like, hasn't done anything it's done a lot at the youth levels there's a lot of growth to it but it's not like boom look at it go and i'm not sure apple tv and mls is going to help that out to casey's point i think earlier this week or last week on the show is it the baseball comeback is it the NBA with the amount of stars there are and the drama and we love soap opera-esque scenes and that plays out a lot uh, between rivalries and guys on Twitter and all this stuff? Uh, is there a chance hockey is able to find its way back or grow, especially since it's hot now in places like Florida where hockey never even existed, <laughs> you know? Uh, where is it? Like, it, it, and I mean, golf. I, I will argue this, and I have, especially when Tiger was hot. I think you could argue golf had snuck into, like, the fourth of the major sports. It's definitely a sport for young kids in a way that it wasn't when I was growing up. Yeah, they've made it. They've really tried to appeal to junior golf. Mm -hmm. They've tried to appeal to a diverse golfer. Yeah. Tiger has obviously helped that in a variety of ways. They are more global than anybody even knows they are and, and continues to be, but... Golf in general doesn't mean just the PGA Tour. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, in the break, you're talking to Marcel about this 13-year-old kid today who yeah. uh, who played a tremendous round, and I'm like... With the local women's amateur. Yeah. When I was 13, if I'm telling my friends I'm off to play golf, I'm getting looked at like an alien. Yeah. You know, so I think it's just different time with that sport. I think you got a lot of potential. Casey, right I like you on this topic. And, and by the way, we've talked about boxing way back in the 40s and 50s. I, MMA has gotten to a place that is... On the fringe of mainstream, it almost feels. And ESPN, by the way, if you do a deal with ESPN, your sport is going to elevate because they are going to lift you up and elevate you, and so that helps. But um, I, I don't. I, I ask uh, Dana White this, and he kind of barks back when I ask this 
like, can you plateau? Like, have you topped out or are you closer to that? Or are you still growing? Boom, 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 boom. Worldwide, they would probably claim yes. I guess I don't know the ins and outs as much. I don't feel it as much um, to know. But, Casey, you know all these ancillary sports that, like, might be doing better than we even think. I mean, you watch soccer. Mm-hmm. You know the MMA. You really like golf. You like hockey and the lightning. Uh, if I ask you that, like, where's your answer of, of what's the biggest growth sport outside of football? Because, again, I can't argue it's growing. I think it's, like, near the topping point. Yeah, so real quick, I just want to say, Delphonic, if you're still listening, this is your best work of all yeah, time. Yeah, that was terrific. Otani striking out Aaron as well as Babe Ruth uh, from the bench warmers. <laughs> so well done, Delphonic. You're the man. Um, growth. I love Delphonic. Yeah, he's the best. Um, so I think the point you make with the NFL here is kind of the soccer everywhere else. Like, you can't really get bigger for soccer in the rest of the world because everybody else already loves it but us here. So, like, the growth here is obviously important, but... In terms of nationally, soccer is not going to grow anymore because it's already the biggest thing. I think you've seen it with the MMA and the UFC to the point you were trying to make there. Like, they're now going to Abu Dhabi, and they're going to London, and they're going to all of these places. And they continue to sell out arenas, and they continue to find fighters from all over the world. And I think that's the sport that will continue to grow and has the biggest growth potential. I think to uh, on the golf part of it, like, Live Golf is going to try to do that in all these spots where there's not golf in terms of the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour. So they're going to attempt to do that if they get to that point. But I think for me, in terms of growth internationally, it's the MMA because everywhere they've gone, it's been a home run success. And now every card you're having fighters from Brazil, Japan, wherever, and they're becoming like huge stars. So for me, it's the UFC, the MMA, no question. Yeah, that's interesting. And by the way, Sawyer on uh, YouTube, or he's on Twitch, actually. We love that guy because he's on Twitch. And uh, hopefully he drinks some water because he says he's working outside today. So get that in. But he says MMA too. And I'm like, I get what you're saying. I think that's uh, fair vibe. Uh, I also wonder if it's just, it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic because I think golf and MMA kind of have a similar thing going for them from a globalization standpoint, but they also like will never mix audiences. No. There's it doesn't no cross, feel like, there's right? There's almost no cross. I, you know what? I so shouldn't say that because chances are like there's it. crossover in that room. There's probably some cross-pollination. MMA, yeah. I watch them both. But not by the but masses, majority, right? yeah. Definitely not the masses. And and so that's interesting. I'll tell, I'm going to be honest with you here. If you asked me this question 10 years ago, here's how I would have answered it. And I would have been dead wrong, I think. And I wouldn't have done this in like, hey, 10 years, what sport it is. I would have said in 40 years or 50 years. Right. Here's the king sport that nobody's talking about. You know what I'm going to say? Got a guess? Cornhole. <laughs> By the way, I didn't anticipate that, and that might be true. <laughs> curling. <laughs> you know, yeah. Curling? Let me tell you something real quick about curling. I know you have a point to make. Curling is electric. My dad used to talk <laughs> down on curling for years. They throw it on in the Olympics. I didn't care about any of those other winter sports. I was locked into curling, and it was Switzerland against some other country. You weren't Continue alone. On. You weren't alone. It's, it's fun. electric. It's fun. It's fun to watch. We need a curling league. Talk about all those other dumb sports. We need a curling league ASAP. Build the igloo. Get a curling league. There's, a place, on. there's a place here in town that does curling. Most get them on the places. Phone. Most cities now have curling clubs. Like yeah. They really do. Yeah. yeah. Jacksonville is kind of, they brought some events here and all those things. So, okay, so what? I, here's the, the one. I thought it would be lacrosse. Hmm. 
Okay. Interesting. And so the reason why I thought it would be the cross is I'll give you three. There's probably more. One is the concussion talk of the NFL and of football in general, which I think did impact for a while and probably still continues to impact more than we know. Youth sports and moms and dads letting their kid I mean, play. And I will get let into my it. kid play football. Or at least when they get into it. And so if you're, I, I've met a lot of people, including a lot of former NFL players, that say, yeah, I'm not going to probably let my kid get into it until they're in high school, Mm-mm. right? At tackle, like at that level. Now, you can do a lot of other things, flag football, and, and you can kind of, you know, you, you we, don't, be a, we don't even want to go there because I don't want to, like, uh, entice him to follow the path. Yeah. And so, anyway, like, there are people, a lot of people like that. Well, that gives you room to say, okay, I'm going to get into lacrosse. Mm. And lacrosse is a violent game. And I'm not saying you don't have concussions, by the way. But it's a fast game. It's a violent game at times. It can be physical. Let's just say that instead of violent. And it's quick for the American eye and for our society. It's fast-paced. And it's got some great history as well. So, like, all these things breed, hey, this could be a nice fit. And I think you can play a lacrosse match in, like, an hour and a half to two hours, which also fits our attention span. Yeah. Which is the one reason I thought soccer would take off more, because you know it's over in, like, an hour and 45 minutes. Like, that's a big deal for us. Yeah. Right? We want to yeah. know when the movie ends. Sure. Problem with baseball, right? Problem with college football. It lasts too damn long sometimes. Yeah, and so I really thought lacrosse would see this kind of cross-pollinization of football players over to that sport that wanted a lot of the attributes, but maybe in a safer mm. way. And and that was with the, again, we would have to wait a generation for this to materialize because a lot of youth weren't playing football as much and more and more of that was happening. And so like, okay, well, go play here instead. I have seen... Not a lot of signs of that. Now, listen, we have a lot of growth of lacrosse in high school and other areas, but I just have not felt that to the point where, like, wow, we're really seeing this transition. Like I said, this has a history. Like, Jim Brown played lacrosse, man. He was, like, unbelievable. You can go back in the day a little bit. I think the one problem we have in lacrosse and why it maybe hasn't caught on to the point where I thought it would is I don't think anybody has a clue what the hell's going on half the time. I mean, I don't, and I'm a sports fan. Yeah, me too. Like, I've covered it before, and half the time I'm not sure I know exactly why that happened, right? And so I think there's, like, this complexity to it. It's probably not as complex as we think, but there's a complexity to it that hasn't, like, just grabbed us. And we probably haven't seen this, like, unbelievable athlete player, like, on SportsCenter doing this. Yeah, we haven't seen the Michael Jordan of lacrosse captivate the country. I always say, like, people don't even know the Michael Jordan of lacrosse coaches at Jacksonville University. Huh. I didn't. He is the coach at Jacksonville University. Like, the greatest player, arguably, in lacrosse in this modern day is the coach at JU. That's great. Now we got to tell people. <laughs> yeah, so, but that's, I think some of this is high school-based, too. Like, it's, it's just still a, a I'm going to go out to Denver next week. It's big out there. You go up to the Mid-Atlantic, it's huge in the Mid-Atlantic. It's getting down to Florida. But these crazy, asinine youth sports, like, mentalities that live in California, Texas, and Florida haven't really been exposed to it the way other sports like soccer moms and dads and baseball and softball and AAU and all this other stuff. And so I just don't think it's hit there yet. But I also gave it, like, a 40- to 50-year window. Maybe it does happen. I mean, you give it 50 years, anything could happen. So, anyway, that's that's the th- sport. Again, if you asked me 10 years ago, but with all the safety differences, and I feel like l- 
less and less people are like, oh, my gosh, football, you're going to die if you play. Mm. Like, I feel like there's in the last three years, I feel like less people are saying that. But there was a window of time where I felt like people were essentially trying to say that. Yeah. That Which would scare like a lot of people away from the game. It scared me and my family. So anyway, lacrosse is my like sleeper team here mm. or sport here to make a, a a little bit of a jump. But I think they got to appeal to the casual way more than they do. And maybe it's lacrosse's fault. I don't know. But it might be their own fault at the moment. Because um, it is kind of a fun watch. It's an interesting watch. It seems very fast-paced. Fast it is. Yeah. So all the ingredients are there. And they score a lot. Yeah. The problem with, like, soccer, people, if you really love it, it's a beautiful game, but then nobody scores. Yeah. Problem with hockey? Doesn't score. Problem with baseball sometimes? Not a lot of scoring. Not if you're yeah. watching the Mets. Come on, baby. You don't have that problem with lacrosse. So there might be a future in it for lacrosse. We'll see. Football at five. <laughs> sort of. Kind of. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on the ESPN 690. Continues after this. the only leverage would be to make it extremely uncomfortable for this organization if Irving isn't here and he I won't say publicly asks to be out but makes it known that he does not want to be and it just becomes a you know a, a new story that hangs over this organization for a long long time similar to what we saw with Carmelo Anthony back in 2010 so from a from a leverage standpoint no he's not an, an expiring contract but as you guys know when a player wants out uh, and makes it known, it, it, it becomes a, a very uncomfortable situation for everyone. I listened. I didn't know who that was, though. So. I don't know. Some guy. Some guy. Some dude. I don't know who he is either. Uh, Bobby Marks. Really? Why wouldn't we know that? Because it has to do with the NBA. Hmm. Uh, M. Masters. That's his full name on the feed? I think YouTube. so. There might be some numbers. Okay. Uh, it says pickleball. We were just talking about, we were pickleball. talking about pickleball. Pickleball, it, it might be part of our triathlon. I, I Best love triathlon it. ever. What about the king's sport in 50 years? Pickleball, it might be. I don't think so. No. <laughs> I can't get into pickleball. Like, I haven't really tried it, but it is amazing how, grow, how fast really it's really blowing up. Like, yeah. unreal. Yeah. It actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's an older demographic. Sure. But like you can build in drinking to it, and like everyone. Yeah, and you don't hang. have to move around. Like tennis hurts after a while. Yeah, man. You know, tennis, by the way, is a more popular sport at the youth level. Tennis, tennis, a lot like soccer, in the sense that it's like you don't really feel like tennis is big, but it's huge at the youth level. Like there's so many kids playing tennis. When I mean, you go to like Eagle Harbor, and you'll yeah. see like hundreds of kids playing tennis, and probably at every like country club and other areas in town. Uh, which it should be big here with the ATP. <laughs> I mean, I'd hope so. But it's kind of like soccer in that sense where if you go to a soccer field, kids on it all the time. But soccer doesn't feel like, oh, my gosh, what a sport. It's growing in, in, in the United States. It's bigger than ever. I mean, it is, but it doesn't always feel that way. But as a parent of two kids, you know that the biggest sport for young children, like sub-seven, is most likely soccer. It's really the only it thing is. you can get them in. And the only reason we played soccer, well, I shouldn't say the only reason. Like, I played soccer when I was a kid. I think it was like one of the first sports I did. Yeah. But like, I know when we were getting the kids into different sports, at four years old, they could play soccer. Yeah. At five, they had to wait until five to play baseball right. or t-ball. Six or seven for basketball, yeah. Is that what it is, six or seven? Yeah. So you can, the entry level 
for for soccer is, I think, the earliest, or at least one of. Also, in most cases, you're not buying a ton of equipment for your uh, four-year-old or five-year-old to play soccer, right? Maybe you got a soccer ball at home for them to run around with, but, you know, if you're playing baseball, you need the glove, you need the bat, you need the batting gloves, football, you got all kinds of equipment to buy. Basketball, you're picking up a basketball. That's the end of the day, you know? And the only thing... You know, MMA, this is part of the conversation from before the break. You know, one of the reasons why I thought MMA was going to be such a big sport is because you don't need an investment to get in other than learning, right? You got to get you got to get trained on being a fighter, but it's not a sport for kids. Like no oh, parents true. are throwing their kids <laughs> telling true. them to go roll around with the, with the Gracies over there. That's so. a really good point. Like wh- when do you pick up MMA? It's you got to be an adult or at least an older young adult. 18 plus. Casey, I mean, do you know, have, I mean, again, you're around a little bit. Do you know of any, uh, are there like youth leagues for MMA? I don't, I don't know that, but like I know there are guys that are in the UFC that are like 19. And there are like jujitsu tournaments for kids and stuff. Well, yeah, so you're putting the skills, right? Wrestling, yeah. jujitsu. Yeah, my brothers-in-law are in high school. They both wrestle. Like uh, kids do that stuff, but MMA, it, it does seem like a bit of a leap, even though they're already doing those activities. They're already doing the wrestling, the taekwondo, the jujitsu. So why not do MMA in high school? (laughs) Because it feels like you're encouraging pummeling someone's face. Because you are. (laughs) For real. That's a a really, that's an interesting dynamic that I never thought of with MMA. Yeah. And is it, how unique is that? Like there's no other sport that you can't, you have to be an adult to start it. But yeah. I mean, I know you, that's not like defined that way, but it feels that it way. It definitely feels that way. And, Every and other you sport. are doing some of the things, but like, okay, you're a wrestler. Well, then you better work on the boxing and the mm-hmm. jujitsu and the other. So you have to work on these other elements, exercises, and you have to train yourself. So you're not ready when you're 18 or 19 to, just because you've been a wrestler to go get in a cage. Right. Like, that takes probably another two, three, four years to then start climbing up that ladder. So now you're in your 20s, and that's when your career really starts in that sport. Like, I don't, I just don't even know of another sport that even operates that way. I can't see who left the comment. It might have been Sawyer because he was leaving a few at the time, but he mentioned Conor McGregor putting the uh, UFC over. And back to your personalities conversation, like, for sports to really blow up nationally on a huge scale, you do need these huge larger-than-life personalities in the sport who aren't just talented, but are compelling and entertaining. Yeah, I, well, that is true. That, that's why it took a big leap. It's also why I don't think lacrosse is going to be anything special anytime soon. Well, we said that. Yeah, you don't have a star. Like, you can't yeah. name a star personality. Yeah. But sports, I mean, social media has opened us up to... That's fair. ...potentially find that person if they exist. Always think of this, and, and I think people have kind of made this comparison before. Take... Uh, a lot of people will say the NBA has the greatest athlete that we have in sport. And I know that's not like broad brushed, you know, 100% right. But one of the great athletes we have in our last 20 years is no doubt LeBron James. So if you take LeBron James and you put him on the football field, which he's kind of flirted with the idea and talked about, we think he'd be good. We don't know he'd be Travis Kelsey. Certainly has a big enough body to do it. But we think he'd be good. Uh, stick and ball sport of baseball probably feel a little bit different because it takes hand-eye coordination. We don't know. You can be a specimen, but you might not be able to hit a baseball. And, but I do think if you take soccer 
Like we would say, if you took LeBron James and put him somewhere on a soccer field, he'd probably be damn good. It's interesting. I guess it depends on his stamina. He's got to have big stamina. He's running for 48 minutes a night. But we don't have an athlete like that on the soccer field. Not that I know. So the point, right, Casey? I mean, so the point being is like we, at least in the United States, doesn't even have someone to the equivalent or even close from an athlete standpoint of like a LeBron or, you know, pick somebody else if you want, like out of football. Uh, I just don't think it exists on the on the soccer pitch in the United States. Let's not say it doesn't elsewhere. Like the best athlete maybe in Spain does play soccer, but the best athlete in the United States does not. It's like the sixth sport they would play. And so you wonder if they did play that or how good would LeBron James be at freaking, I say stick and ball sports, but it feels like he'd be pretty damn good at lacrosse. At whatever he chose to do. And the man is just a specimen. But I do think, like, I think baseball is different because I think baseball is like it's the a hardest special thing. skill. That you just have shows really cases why for, baseball is yeah. really hard to do anyway. Sure. Uh, because I don't think LeBron James could go up to the batter's box and get a hit. Yeah, I think LeBron James could score a goal or be a good goalie or be a good defender in soccer. I think he could score in lacrosse. I think he could score a touchdown in the NFL. I'm not convinced LeBron James could go play a Major League Baseball game and get a hit. I just don't think it doesn't matter how big and fast and strong I mean, against it is. professional pitching, it seems unlikely, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can go to slow pitch softball and probably hit it along. <laughs> That's my kind of softball. But even LeBron James could go play golf and get the right tutelage and find Chuck Barkley's coach and probably yeah a lot of these guys do that as a as a follow-up back to their sports career so um it it is it's it's fascinating in that respect of of where the great athletes go and my point being if lacrosse could find that guy that find jim brown yeah i mean jim brown played that sport if they could find jim brown of today's day then you might elevate the sport to conor mcgregor type levels yeah it's a good point it's funny, you talk about uh, these guys who could play other sports or do other things. But what about these regular average Joes trying to go up against the pros? A guy like Jake Paul, who went from uh, social media influencer to basically full-on boxer, just announced his fight with Tommy Fury is a go. So they're going to put millions on the line for Tommy Fury, who's a real-deal boxer, to get in the ring with Jake Paul. And, and who knows what we're getting there. Are we tired of that yet? I'm not. Because you got to see the villain get knocked out. We still haven't seen it. We haven't seen the villain go down. Casey, this sounds like good morning show fodder on 96.9 oh. Eagle. Like, what What about what about you, Casey? You tired of the Jake Paul stuff? I like Logan better. <laughs> so you're not tired of him? Uh, I'm kind of tired of Jake. I like Logan better. As a person, but what about these spectacles, like the upcoming fight? I don't care. All right. I, don't. I won't watch even if it was free. If it was Logan Paul, I'd consider watching if I could get it for free. I just don't like the dude, as in Jake. But He's like, pretty hateable. Yeah, I don't need to see, like, Nate Robinson. What was that last one? Or no, last Darren one was Williams. Tyron Woodley. No, 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 no. I'm talking, like, well, that one, yeah. But I'm talking, like, Darren Williams. Remember, he boxed somebody also from the NBA. Frank Gore, I think, uh, fought somebody. Was that Darren Williams yeah, or somebody it was, else? Yeah, it was. Like, I don't need that, you know? So I'm good. I'm good without it. I feel like that stuff is such a scam. It seems like it with all the NDAs and all the cash taking and suddenly these guys who are pro boxers or MMA guys going down on a single hit from uh, from a YouTube. Yeah, and I just can't believe people pay for it. Like if it was sponsored and that's where you're making your dollars and then people don't, they, they just get to see it. They want to see it the villain go different, down. But it's to the, pay for it is like. It's the villain. My gosh. Throwing away money.
We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Don't forget, Action Sports Shacks OT coming up right after this. Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton, and uh, right into the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp here on a Thursday night. We'll be right back. If you're Steve Sarkeesian, the head coach of Texas, you're looking around at uh, name, image, likeness, then maybe a tip of the cap and saying, hey, we put together a package that got Arch here, but, man, there's going to be a ton of pressure on Texas going into the SEC to make sure that Arch Manning comes out and is good from day one. Arch Manning, the big story across the sports world today. Picked a good time. A little quiet in the sports world. Might be why they did it. Probably a little method to their. I know. Maps. I know you'd like to believe that family is pristine and good people, but you know, people are <laughs> people are savvy. Yeah, it's, you can be good people and savvy and still market. That's true. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's true. Everybody's got to make make some money, uh, perhaps, and start it. I mean, you got to be aware of the brand. Yeah. Start it early. I and mean, he started earlier than ever before. All right. So uh, we got another show tomorrow. Then. The deal here is we got uh, taken a little bit of a hiatus uh, here around the 4th of July, and that includes Action Sports Jacks OT, doing some behind-the-scenes work as well. Not me, but these guys are. And uh, then back at it right into July, and then we roll into uh, when training camp. I didn't even mention this, but training camp has been announced now. The Jags will have camp. They report on July 24th, but I felt like that was almost common knowledge. July 25th will be the start of camp. And uh, it'll be at Episcopal. And it'll be more important than ever to tune in to us and watch us on TV as well because I don't believe the fans are, I mean, because of the way this is all set up, it's not like open to everybody, I don't think. I think a lot of teams are doing that differently this year. Are they? Yeah. I'm reading that a lot around the league. So uh, we'll see how training camp, again, it's about a month away. Uh, but that's kind of the, the plan going forward. Now, we'll be back before training camp starts, <laughs> but uh, that is what's happening. So, anyway, I'm going to uh, – I got a flight to, like, Colorado area next week, and I'll be on different flights over the next couple weeks, a couple different ways. Have you ever vacationed in Colorado? No. So, my recommendation to you would be anything with green chilies on it. Really? They're big on green chilies in Colorado. Interesting. And, and for the right reason. It's delicious. Oh. All right. Green chilies. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. Uh, really, my question is – is there anything to watch right now that I should be downloading? Yes. Yes. So have you, I know me and Casey were talking about it. Have you seen that Adam Sandler Netflix movie? No, I've heard about that. My buddy told me it's really good. It's a good watch, especially for a sports fan. That'll That's give just you an a hour movie, and a half. right? Yeah, it's a movie. Me and my wife just watched a good movie uh, over the last couple of nights. We're starting to do that now. Instead of binging TV shows, we'll do a movie over the course of three or four nights. I told her, just keep falling asleep, and we'll pick it up the next night. It's like watching a TV show you fall asleep on. It kind of is. We watched a movie called Card Counter with uh, the dude from Star Wars, who's now in Marvel. I forget his name, Isaac something. Oh, he did The Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. But this Card Counter movie was really good about an ex-soldier who was traumatized from working at Abu Ghraib, who then becomes a card counter, and he takes on a kid. It was a good movie. Um, but TV card shows... Card Counter. Card Counter, yeah. I love I love gambling movies, but I'll this probably one like a pretty that. good one. Casey, you got anything for me? You've been watching anything? Ain't nothing for you, bro. Because that's right, Amanda doesn't like movies. Yeah, I got. Nothing. But you guys don't watch TV shows other than The Bachelor. No, I mean not really. I watch like Star Wars stuff, but I know you're not interested in that, so yeah. I just thought I'd save you the time. That's good. I appreciate that. That Obi One show is good, though, Casey. Isn't is it? that as good as people have been saying at times on social media? I, I run into that from time to time. I just watched the finale last night. It was tremendous. Have you watched it, Casey? No. 
Oh, so you haven't even watched it? No. I told Aaron, I don't know why he brought me into this, that I'm watching all the other stuff that I've already seen that leads into it perfectly. Oh, okay. So I'm watching the movies and the whole six seasons of the animated show, and I'm watching it all to lead up to get the exact, like, remember exactly everything. I got you. So I'm still a long ways. So just like a refresher. It's very much a cadence of of excuses coming from Casey right now. He's never getting to any of that stuff. You're never going to do it. Do you think over the next, uh, how long will this take you to catch up on all this stuff? Three and a half years. No, it won't. Not super long. <laughs> I mean, the problem with you is you watch a lot of sports. I do. Like, so you really tuned in. And so I that, play a lot of FIFA. And so that takes up your time. Yeah. What are some uh, genres you're into? What are you looking to, what are you looking to watch? That's a good question. I, I'm pretty are wide you open gangster guy. stuff? Yeah, I'm more like out of the drama mold. Like, I, you know, I brought up the other recently, like, Mayor of Easttown was really okay, cool, yeah. right? All right. So, and I, I'm a big fan of, like, I like the shows that have, like, one season. So, you so I don't have to, because I can do, like, 10 episodes, but I'm probably not getting to 18 episodes. I'm going to run out of time, and I'm going to put it down. And the only one I haven't done that with is Yellowstone. Like, I've watched every episode of Yellowstone. A lot of people love that locked show. in. Have you checked out Ted Lasso yet? Did the Ted Lasso That's thing. a good show. Two seasons on that. They're only going three three seasons of Ted Lasso. I love it, right? Love when shows do this. BBC is notorious for this. They'll do three to five seasons only, like The Office on the BBC before it came to America, was, I think, two seasons. They do this on purpose, I believe, because the, they, the uh, writers and producers go to the network with the beginning, middle, and end to the show, and then they've got it written, and then they do it. They, they make a show with the intention on closing it versus here in the States – you get a successful show, and the network goes, well, let's do this for yeah. a few more years. Yeah, right. Uh, right, another 12 episodes. Yes. But and now you're, like, forcing it. Yes. And that's what why happened. things are never yes. as good. Yes. The show Lost was this. It was, like, the first two or three uh, seasons were tremendous. Writer's strike happens. They figured out they had an end. And then the network's like, yeah, but you got to stretch it over three or four more seasons. And then you just meander. It's a problem, man. It's just like when everything is all about money, it usually gets screwed up, and it's not as good. People just trying to earn out there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of get it, but it's still not as good. It's well, it never really mixes good. well with art, right? Money and art almost never mix well together. Either the art is great because it's art or the art sells because it's playing to the people, but, you know, usually you don't see crossover with great art that also, you know, encourages, you know, money and exploitation. Like I'm going to have to find another show, though. I'll, I'll, we'll watch that Adam Sandler movie because I've been recommended a couple of times, so that would be good. I don't need a lot. I watch, like, no TV. Man, you guys are missing out. Peak TV right now. You got all the streamers, all the networks. There's all kinds of content out there. It's great. So you're saying, like, TV's never been better? That's how I feel about it, yeah. Like, I, I have to keep a list now because with all these different streamers and stuff, you don't know what you're in the middle of, right? Like, you don't have a home screen that goes, this network and this. Like, Netflix yeah. doesn't talk to Disney. That would be nice if that happened. Right, but... Can the, we come up with a business structure? I think a couple of companies have tried. It's just... The streamers themselves don't want to encourage you buying others. Listen, I'll give you this. Like the, you, we, you have them all eventually, it feels like, at least for the trial period or whatever it is. But, like, Yellowstone jumped from Peacock to Paramount or Paramount to Peacock or something uh, like that. I didn't know. Midway through, like, the next season. How do you find it? I don't know. It was a crazy thing. And it was such a good show that it didn't matter. I still found it. That's like, great. Everything else I would have been like, screw this, dude. I am not. I don't have that. I just don't want to do it. That's cool. But so you actually, if you wanted to see past seasons, you'd go to like Peacock. But and the if you wanted to see thing. the current season, you go to Paramount. Yeah. It might be vice versa there. Or that's annoying, but though. That's bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's like, like trying to watch the Olympics. You got no idea where to go. Well, that's true, too. 
Yeah, good point. CNBC, they've got the swimming. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Can't wait. Action Sports Jacks OT coming up next. Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton. I'll see you on TV tonight, CBS 47, Fox 30. You'll be on 96.9 The Eagle in the morning. Right and early. And back here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 tomorrow. We are everywhere, people. Hey, that's our new slogan, ESPN 690. We are everywhere. Have a good night.